you have questions about living with diabetes in South Africa, who doesn't? Welcome to Diabetic South Africans. I'm Bridget McNulty, and today we're going to be answering your questions to help you live a healthy, happy life with diabetes. This podcast is brought to you by Abbott Freestyle Libra. First, a disclaimer. I'm not a medical expert. Please discuss any changes you want to make to your diabetes treatment with your doctor. I'm not going to lie, I struggled with exercise for a while, and I think I figured out why. It's that word, exercise. It sounds like such hard work, all sweaty and boring and repetitive. I may be alone in thinking this. What changed things for me was realizing that nature walks are exercise. So is yoga, so is dancing, and I love all of these things. So I want to encourage you, if the word exercise still brings up visions of sweaty enclosed gyms that smell like other people's feet, to keep experimenting. We actually have a whole bunch of articles on sweetlife.org.za with different kinds of exercise options and how they affect your blood sugar. Really everything. Weight training, walking, hiking, team sports, stretching, dancing, trail running, yoga, group exercise, winter exercise, pregnancy exercise. We tried to think of every possible excuse not to get active and then got the experts to give us advice for that situation. I clearly had a lot of excuses that I could come up with very easily. Two of my favorites are 20-minute workouts and how to exercise at work, which is genius in my opinion. There are a couple of quick life hacks that I now use in daily life, like seated heel raises. We can do them now if you like. You can actually do them standing or seated, but obviously I prefer sitting down. So you sit upright at your desk and pull your core in tightly, then lift your heels up as high as possible. Keep the weight on the big toe side of your foot. Hold your heels up for two to three seconds at the top and then lower them and repeat that 25 times. Heel raises are great because they improve circulation and tone your calves, but also, drum roll please, Podiatrist Annette Thompson says that doing 300 heel raises a day is the same as going for a long walk. So if you're stuck in a Zoom call and can do heel raises without pulling funny faces, please do. She also said that people who haven't done them before should aim for 50 heel raises in a day, then gradually build up the repetitions until you can do them all in your lunchtime. So she's not recommending sneaky multitasking, but I am. Let's rewind a step though. Do you know why it's so important to exercise with diabetes? First of all, it's important for everyone, with or without diabetes, to get some physical activity. Our bodies were made to move, not to sit down all day, and moving your body is a basic ingredient for good health. But when you have diabetes, it's even more important. But why, you ask? There are three main reasons. Firstly, when you exercise, your body uses insulin better. Whether you're injecting insulin or taking tablets, Exercise makes your body more open to the insulin, so your blood sugar is more likely to stay in range. Yes, please. I can actually notice the difference in my blood sugar graphs on my Freestyle Libra on the days I exercise. When I exercise, I'm much less likely to see high highs and those horrible spikes, and much more likely to see steady lines. I've actually come to see exercise as almost a second type of insulin, because it's so good at bringing high blood sugar down. Secondly, Exercise can help you manage your weight. It can help you lose weight if you need to, if you do the kind of regular exercise we're outlining today. And a different kind of exercise, strength training or weight training, can help you bulk up if you've lost too much weight. 
And finally, and maybe most importantly, exercise makes you feel better, which is really the goal of all our diabetes management, isn't it? We know from one of our recent episodes that diabetes and depression often go hand in hand. Exercise can help with that. It's a real mood booster because it releases serotonin, the happy hormone. It can also relieve stress. Have you ever felt really stressed out and then gone for a long walk or a run and it feels like you've sweated the stress out? I hate running. Hate it. My joke is that I only run for the ice cream truck. Luckily, we don't have an ice cream truck in our neighborhood. But I do go for long walks twice a week. And no matter how I feel before my walk, I always feel better afterwards. If exercising outdoors is an option for you, please choose it. They've done research that says that exercising outdoors can have a similar effect on the brain and mood as meditation. Isn't that amazing? So, those are the big three reasons why we should all be getting active. Better blood sugar control, better weight management, better mood. I mean, it's a pretty powerful trio, don't you think? So why don't we all do it? Great question. The short answer is that it's hard to start a new habit, especially because we are all so busy. Why are we all so busy? That is a topic for another podcast. But it can feel as if it's impossible to fit one more thing into our days. I get it. That's why all we're asking for is 30 minutes a day. And if that's impossible, 20 minutes a day. It has been scientifically proven, I'm sure, somewhere, that everyone can find 20 minutes in their day. Really though, 20 minutes is a magic gap, I think. Even when I had a baby and a toddler and I didn't feel like I had time to breathe for myself, I could find a gap for a 20-minute walk. And I did, because I felt so much better afterwards. A lot of people put off getting fit because they think they have to join a gym or start a complicated fitness routine. And I want to say it again, you don't. All you have to do is exercise a little every day. The best thing to do to get started is to walk for 30 minutes a day. That's it. Just 30 minutes of walking every day. But we don't mean taking a slow stroll around the block, sipping a takeaway coffee while chatting to your friend. The walking should get you slightly puffed. So you can still talk, but not very easily. You can always start slow and get faster, or start walking more uphill as you get fitter. There are also a couple of safety precautions to keep in mind when you first start exercising with diabetes. If you're nervous about starting a new exercise routine, speak to your doctor first, especially if you have high blood pressure or any other condition, as well as diabetes. Don't start an exercise session if your blood sugar is either too high or too low, so that's over 14 or below 4.5. Rather, treat the high or low and wait for it to come down into a normal blood sugar range. If you're using insulin, always take something sweet with you when you exercise, in case your blood sugar goes low and avoid injecting into any large muscle groups just before exercising. The insulin could be absorbed more quickly than usual because you're working the muscle, and then your blood sugar could go suddenly low. Very dangerous. So now you don't have any excuses to get fit, and we've given you some great ideas how to do it. What else might help? Biokineticist Sarah Hall has one more great tip. It's very important to set yourself a definite goal if you want to achieve diabetic fitness. You can do this by exercising with a friend or hiring a trainer or just setting your own personal goal. What works for me, silly as it sounds, is a reward chart. Can you tell I have young kids at home? 
But it's the same idea behind the Discovery Vitality Fitness Goals. If you achieve your goal, you get a reward. You can choose what the reward is and if it's big or small. Just make sure it doesn't spike your blood sugar. It could be something like time, giving yourself an hour off to do whatever you like. Or a day off work where you do whatever you feel like all day. Can you imagine? Or you could give yourself the reward of a sleep-in or a nap or a movie or TV marathon. Maybe it's a bubble bath or a massage, a new magazine or your favorite snack, even if it's expensive. Things like nuts or bultong or berries, they feel treaty, but they're still actually good for your blood sugar. And finally, five tips to get started exercising today so that you can get your head in the right space. One, don't begin something you can't commit to, financially or time-wise. Choose something that you know can fit into your daily life. Two, exercise needs to be regular and sustained. Don't try to do 100 minutes of tough aerobics every day. Just do your 30-minute walk to start with. Three, remember that any little bit of regular exercise is better than none at all. Four, you can start slowly and build it up. There's no point hurting yourself in the first session. And five, don't forget that exercise can lower your blood sugar levels for eight hours and up to two days afterwards, particularly strength or weight training. So it's important to test your blood sugar regularly, especially before and up to four hours after you exercise. These are our best tips for people who are fairly new to exercise, but what about when you're ready to level up your exercise routine from your daily walk? Here's a sample routine from biokineticist Sarah Hall. First, you warm up with a 5-10 to 10 minute brisk walk. Then you stretch. Do a standing calf and quad stretch, a chest, shoulder and bicep stretch, a lying down hamstring stretch and a cat stretch for the back. Next up is aerobics, stepping up and down for 2 minutes. Then muscle strength. You can choose from bicep curls, wall push-ups or sit-ups. Aerobic again. You can walk or jog on the spot for 2 minutes. Then stability. Hold yourself in plank position. And finally, cool down. Repeat those stretches from the beginning. That was a standing calf and quad stretch, a chest, shoulder and bicep stretch, a lying down hamstring stretch, and a cat stretch for the back. Honestly, I'm working up a sweat just reading that. Let us know if you give it a try and how you feel afterwards. For the rest of us, I'll see you out there every day doing my 30-minute walk around the block. Next up on the podcast is our final episode for the season. We've saved our best weight management tips for last. If you've ever wondered how to lose weight with diabetes or how to gain weight with diabetes, we've got the answer and we want to share it with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today and for making your diabetes a priority. I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We have some super helpful episodes coming up. And of course, join us on Facebook. Diabetic South Africans. Big thanks to Abbott Freestyle Libra for sponsoring this series of the Diabetic South Africans podcast. If you're on Discovery Medical Aid, you can now get the Freestyle Libra as part of their new CGM benefit. It's amazing. It's a total game changer. There's a small copay depending what tier you're on, but it means that you can see what your blood sugar is doing 24 hours a day. I love it. You can find out how to claim the CGM benefit on our website, sweetlife.org.za. Diabetic South Africans is the podcast of Sweet Life Diabetes Community. We are South Africa's largest online diabetes community. 
a space to connect with other people living with diabetes, share tips, and offer advice. Our website is sweetlife.org.za and it has all the diabetes info you need all in one place. We offer expert advice that's easy to understand for diabetic South Africans. Whether you're looking for tips to manage your diabetes better, meal plans and diabetic-friendly recipes, exercise suggestions, or how to lose weight with diabetes, we have an expert answer for you. We also have free eBooks to download, a diabetes cookbook, a diabetes guidebook, and a diabetes food guide. Most importantly, we have a community of diabetics who understand what it's like to live with diabetes every day. We're all in this together.